Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, from Los Angeles. I'm Mike Dowler. Welcome to Conversations Radio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. Hey, on Twitter, it's really quite simple. It's at Converse Radio. That's like the shoe without the E. Clever, right? At Converse Radio. And on Facebook, we are simply Conversations, the podcast. Hey, if you like what you hear, drop us a line, conversationspod at gmail.com. Great show tonight. This is episode number 126. Our guest is going to be the wonderful Emmy D'Alavera. She plays Kate Weatherall on The Mysterious Benedict Society. That's a Disney Plus show, and she's done all kinds of stuff as well. Besides that, we'll talk to her. And, of course, my co-host tonight is going to be the wonderful Isabella Blake Thomas. I want to thank our guest from last week, or two weeks ago, actually. A wonderful actress, Kaden Tokarski, joined us. She's an award winner. She's in Gaslit. That's on Stars. She plays a young Martha Mitchell. I call her Mini Julia Roberts. Again, an amazing actress, booking like crazy, living in Orange County and back and forth. She's doing wonderful things, both on TV and film. A lot of shorts and a lot of swimming. She's a diver. That's <laughs> crazy. So uh, we've had her on and again. She'll be back on again for sure. I want to thank Caden for joining us. That podcast is up. That's episode number 125. All of our podcasts are on Apple Podcasts. So you go to the iTunes store, search Conversations Radio, and voila. They're all right there, tucked in quite nicely for your listening enjoyment. We're on Amazon Music as well as Audible, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. We're all over. Just uh, look us up and you'll find the podcast. Thanks for tuning in tonight to episode 126. Always love having this co-host. Isabella Blake Thomas and I have been friends for eons. She's a wonderful actress and a producer, director, writer, a singer. And she's also a fantastic co-host. Uh, she's from the UK. She got her start on a show called The Green Balloon Club. It was a kid's show in the UK on BBC. She is now producing and directing and starring in a lot of stuff as well appearing on Once Upon a Time as a Young Zelina. She was also on Shameless. And you probably saw her on Disney Plus a while back as January on The Secret Society of Second Born Royals. Isabella, as well as our guests, have that common ground. They've both done Disney Plus shows. It's a wonderful family to belong to. I want to bring her in. And uh, she's at an event, so we've got her for a limited time. I want to say hi to, from somewhere in SoCal, Isabella Blake Thomas. Bella. Hey, Mike. How are you doing? Doing well. Welcome back. You're at, you're at some events, some screening of some sort. I am. I'm a screening for the de- directorial debut of uh, Sean Patrick Flannery's new movie, Frank and Penelope. And I have to say the movie is fantastic. Highly recommend to anyone who can get their hands on it. So many good films out there right now. Oh, fun. yeah, I'm, definitely. 100%. I just saw Coda last night. Oh, my friend Amelia is the lead in that. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, 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 you know her. Oh, good. Oh, well, you, I worked with her on a theater show you, in the UK okay. when I was about 10. We've been friends really? for nearly 10 years now. Well, you and I will talk after the show. <laughs> 100%. She, yeah, she was amazing. I got to tell you, there were a lot of tear-jerking moments then. 
Oh, that movie's fantastic. I mean, she's, yeah, she's a very, very talented girl. I'm very proud to have known her for so long. <laughs> and that's her, that's her singing voice. It's amazing. Yeah, oh, that's her, yeah. yeah. A, a great cast, and again, uh, I believe it was Best Picture, and, yeah. um, and the dad character also won Best Actor. And Coda is a musical term, but in this case, it's Child of a, de- a Deaf, deaf Adult. Actor. Yeah. Deaf, deaf, uh, sorry, Deaf de- Adult. Deaf Adult, yeah. Goodness, so, Deaf Adult. But I watched it. Child of a Deaf Adult. Yeah. It was so good. I mean, just amazing. Thank well, you. I mean, I know a few coders. I mean, I have multiple friends in the deaf community, but I know a few coders, and it was really amazing to see that kind of side of the deaf community really represented as well and shown the journey of, of the character Ruby. And I think Sean did an amazing job at that, the director. Yeah. And of course the location, Massachusetts, just beautiful. I mean, wow. Yeah. You know, I mean, while they were shooting, um, just after they shot Coda and while Amelia was shooting Lock and Key, I was actually in Toronto at the same time. And so we were able to meet up while I was filming Secret Society and she was filming Lock and Key. Well, she's phenomenal. I mean, just yeah. amazing. A great cast all the way around. Thank you, Apple TV, for bringing that to us because it's, it, <laughs> exactly. it, 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 it's amazing. Just really good. And you've been busy as well. I mean, you've been doing stuff. <laughs> That's the understatement of the century. <laughs> You're doing a lot of producing, but you've also done a movie called Just Swipe. Yeah, so I mean, a little bit kind of about where I am at the moment is I, uh, I'm i director of development at a production company called Latigo Films. Oh, yeah. And so not only so not only am I uh, developing, but I'm also producing a lot of our projects as well. And then I've been fortunate enough to write a project that we are shooting in August that I literally can't say anything about other than the fact that I'm writing it and starring in it. Nice. Um, and so that'll be a really fun thing to shoot in October. I wish I, not October, goodness, August. I wish I could tell you more about that. Maybe yep. when we get closer to the date, you'll have me back on as a guest. And oh, I'll sure. Talk more about yeah. it. So yeah, I've got that lined up for August. You have um, to shoot it, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say on on top of producing and then doing all of that jazz and acting, I also work as a first AD. So um, if, if listeners aren't in film, that's a first assistant director. Sure. And so I, uh, that was what I was on just swipe as well as a producer, because my production company that I founded and run with my mum, mother and daughter entertainment, we produce that. She's still on the boat, right? Yeah, she's still oh, on the boat. That's awesome. and, uh, and yeah, she, she's a director, so we're keeping it in the family. Yeah, and you guys have done stuff together, both behind the scenes and on camera, which is great. Well, I'm sure yeah. you appreciate that I didn't play the Lily Rose clip. Um, I, I, do, I do appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, I'd say since then, I, I've grown quite a bit. You know, I'd say I've progressed very much as an actress. And at you, least I hope I have. And you have. You know, let's, let's look back. Lily Rose, you were just a teeny thing. And then I was uh, four. Young, young Zelina, a little older. And then now you're just an adult woman and you're making it out there, getting noticed and doing stuff. It's a joy and honor to know you and to have you here as a co-host. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, I've been very fortunate because I've been able to work with a lot of great um, actors and actresses and entertainers before they've become well-known, which I've been very, very fortunate about. So, for example, like Daniel Kaluuya, I was able to work with him before he was well-known. And it was funny, I bumped into him at an event before COVID and, and the reaction I got was, oh, wow, you grew up. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, it's one of my favorite stories because it, yeah. it kind of shows it's like no matter how how long you go without seeing some people if, if you made an influence in their life and they made an influence in yours then then you know they'll, they'll still remember who you are but I've been very very lucky to work with some fantastic people and have had some great acting influences in my life and my career 
I want to go ahead and bring Emmy in, but I, I, you mentioned a good point about you know growing up in this business and people do grow up fast in the business. Last week we had Caden Tukarski on, and she's in mm-hmm. Gaslit. And you know her interest started at like four years old, but mom, yeah. and, mom and dad waited; they didn't rush into it, and that's a good thing. I think yeah. in this business you can burn out pretty quick. Well, I um, also think, and I, I'd love to when we bring Emmy and get their their opinion on this, is to find out sort of like what what the different sides of it are. Because I don't know how long Emmy's been in the business, but I've been in it from such a young age, but in the UK business. So I would love to hear from someone who's maybe been in the business from a younger age from the US side of it. Because most of the people I know that were very young, the ones I'm close with, were all in the UK. So I'd be very curious to hear about the different side of it from, from Emmy. Well, let's go ahead and introduce her. A remarkable actress. Got her started just five years old. Gee, she was on stage. She played Avery on Flaked. She's been on Teachers on TV Land. She's done voiceover work. She likes to draw. She's into um, animation. It, it's an amazing story for her. Right now, she's starring opposite Tony Hale on the Mysterious Benedict Society. That's on Disney+. Plus. You know them very well. She plays uh, Kate Weatherall, a very resourceful orphan who's been called upon for a very important mission with three other orphans. Tony Hale, of course, uh, is just an amazing actor. Uh, he's no, well known for his work on Arrested Development, as well as um, some voiceover stuff, too. It's an incredible show. It's kind of got a Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events feel to it. And also the way it's shot. Um, I keep thinking Wes Anderson, but um, I digress. I want to bring her in. She's in Southern California. We're all here today. And I'm sure she heard the thunder and lightning last night. And She's got puppies, so I'm sure they went berserk. I want to say hi to, from Los Angeles, actress, Emmy D'Oliveira. Emmy, how are you? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Welcome to Conversations Radio. Thank you for doing this. I know you're, yeah. you're a busy 15-year-old living the dream in Southern California. And how did you do last night with the, with the thunder and lightning? How'd that go? Uh, I only saw a little bit of lightning. I think I saw about four strike, uh, four different uh, separate times I saw. But no lightning. thunder. No, I didn't hear any thunder. Um, I have a friend, um, Marta, one of my, one of my, my customers on the, on the show, uh, or I don't, I never, I can never remember the words. Was she freaked out? No, uh, she lives closer to where it was all happening. Oh, okay. So she saw, because I'm in, she I'm saw in, lightning and she heard thunder. Ooh, I'm in Santa Clarita, so we got quite a bit last night. And even this morning there was some, some lightning strikes on the freeway, but Yeah. We don't get that very often here in SoCal, and uh, I'm yeah. sure that, um, Isabella, you're probably grateful you didn't hear it at all. Uh, very grateful. I mean, I'm up in, in the valley, and it, I did, I don't think I got any storm weather last night. We saw some clouds today, but I think that was the remnants of last night. It lit up the sky. I think I sleep through everything, so it, it might. it's very possible there was loud noises, and I, I, don't, I didn't wake up last night for the first time in a very long time. I went to bed and woke up when my alarm went off for work, so it's very feasible that there could have been earthquakes, and I don't think I would oh, have gosh. woken up. Yeah, I can sleep pretty soundly as well, but that, that woke me up last night. But Yeah, I was I, up pretty late last night, so I saw it then. What, what, what is, what's bedtime for you usually? What time, are, you, are you a night owl? Emmy? Yeah, I'm a night owl. Yeah. I have insomnia, so I tend oh. to be up pretty late wow. in the night i think i was up at maybe one or two in the morning i don't recommend it yeah i have to ask because i do see i see the uh the gaming headphones in the gaming chair what's your favorite late night game to go on oh oh wow it's it's been a little while since i've 
I've played a game late, but I I love story games. I I'm not big on on uh, like games like Call of Duty or like yeah. shooter games, which I which yeah. seem pretty popular. Like I think Valorant's a popular one now. Yeah. Fortnite. Yeah, I don't really play those, but I do love story games. I'm a big fan of Telltale. Ooh, I played. I haven't heard of that one. You haven't? No, Telltale is that. Sorry, it's a company. But they make story games. They they made the entirety of the Walking Dead oh, game wow. series, oh, and I cool. loved those games. I played I played all of them. They're so good, and I'm I love like a story. Fan of stories as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I tried my hand at Valorant. Not for me. I'm not gonna lie. It's very complicated, and it makes me feel motion sick. Actually, that really? was a tough one. It was it was having the fact it just moves. So, like, the movements are so sensitive that I was like, oh, goodness, I'm going to get motion sick from this. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned insomnia, just opposite of um, Mr. Benedict, who just falls asleep at, the, at a minute's notice, you know, just kind of passes out and comes to Yeah, so. that's, uh, just, he's got narcolepsy. I was going to say, I had a question for Emmy about their acting, and I wanted to know when you started, Emmy, how old were you? Well, I was five years old, so that was 11 years ago. Nice. I relate to that. I was four turning five as well. <laughs> yeah. I've been in acting classes for as long as I can remember, probably. What so made I, you really want to get into it? I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember that far back. But my mom and my dad both work in the business. Oh, I think cool. at the time my mom was an agent, and my I'm not sure where my dad was. He's a post-producer now. So... I've kind of always sort of been involved with, like, the industry stuff. Um, and living in California, it's a pretty big thing here. Yeah. You mentioned, so, yeah. And you mentioned, um, you mentioned the classes as well. It's kind of ongoing. Yeah. You're, you're totally constantly honing your craft, right? Uh, well, I'm not really in classes right now. I think the last class that I took was an improv class. That might have been last summer. Right now, I'm kind of just focusing on... Well, I, w- I was focusing on school, and then I was working, and now I'm just enjoying my summer. It's nice to be kind of have have nothing to really be doing. For well, you've a while. you've had Enjoy. a busy last couple of years. Oh obviously, yeah. Obviously, with uh, uh, Ben. When did when did you start filming uh, the show for Disney? Uh, I think we started filming 2020 in maybe the middle to the end of the year, or I left oh, wow. for Canada. Well, we we shot in Canada. So I left for there a couple of weeks before we started shooting, and I think that was maybe August. So it was. So you were really in COVID then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was. It was a lot. We the first two weeks that we were there, we were isolated in a hotel. It was a mandatory quarantine. Whenever people were, oh, it was September. When people go into Canada, then you had to be completely isolated for two weeks. So I spent two weeks not leaving a hotel room. Oh, goodness. I mean, oh, yeah. I was lucky that when we did Secret Society, we were 2019. So it was May of 2019, so before COVID. And I just keep going, thank goodness, because <laughs> if it had been May of 2020, they would have pushed it and maybe even canceled it. But I look at it and go, I'm so grateful that we were able to be out and about and living in an apartment. Because, I mean, I know you understand it with a, a group of people, but you're really able to bond. And I think, oh, I oh, mean, yeah. luckily for you, you, you're all together for such a long time because it is a series that you do have more time for that. But for us, it was only two months. And, and that was, I'm glad we got the time on the weekends and in the evenings to go out together because it definitely made the experience a, a lot nicer for all of us. Uh, I'm really glad that this, this year um, with, I guess... 
COVID not being as big of a thing no. as it was last year. I mean, yeah. I mean, of course it's still a thing, but, but, it's not but the guidelines a lot actually of, here. Yeah, a lot I, of stuff loosened up a little bit. So this season we were able to eat together. Nice. And, yeah. Uh, and we hung out more offset, so we got a lot closer. She posted and we pictures. Here too. Get it in uh, in California. She posted pictures so. on Instagram, and you could tell at first it looked like it was fun, but after a couple of weeks, she was ready to get out. I mean, you were you were ready to get to it. You you shot for how long was the shooting for uh, for that? Um. Well, I I think like almost six months. But wow. this is actually pretty funny. We were in Canada for exactly six months, like on the oh, nice. the. The day that we arrived at home was exactly six months from the day that we arrived in Canada. Wow. Oh, wow. That worked out. Yeah. And, and were you guys in Toronto or Vancouver? We were in Vancouver. Oh, no. oh I love Vancouver. BC is beautiful. Really nice. we it's gorgeous. The, it's really pretty. We went to the Capilano Bridge a few times. And yeah. it's just such a nice place. Did you go to Tim Hortons? I did go to Tim Hortons no. a couple of times. I actually, I had a Tim Hortons mug that my dad got me because he would sometimes go up to Vancouver for his work. Uh, and on the way there, it broke. Oh. So I was going to go get, I think I was going to get a new one from a Tim Hortons job, but I didn't end up getting a new one. Well, it's like yeah. I was, when we were in Toronto, we had a Tim Hortons right down the street. We had a Starbucks in our building, which was lethal for me since I love Starbucks so much. But for me, I was I was always A&W for my late night vegan burger. I would yeah. go and get my Beyond Burger and my iced tea after a late night on set down the street. We also had a place that did sushi burritos, which was Ooh, which was wow. quite fun. But yeah, no, Vancouver is so beautiful. It's really great. When I was living in the hotel, there was this really good ramen place. like, And it was like just close enough so that we could order it. But That's like, nice. we, we ended up moving into an apartment after a couple of weeks, and it was too far, so we couldn't get it again. Uh, but yeah, from the hotel I was at, it was crazy. It was like really far away, and we got it, and it was still hot. Hotel Love ramen. <laughs> hotel life is fun, but it gets um, a little cramped after a while. Oh, yeah. Usually, when you're in a hotel, you start collecting stuff, you know, and then you get, you run out of space. So yeah, the apartment for that, for especially for six months, I could see that be, would be um, kind of important. You've done a lot here. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at your resume, which is like like three, like three pages on my tablet here. I'm looking at it. <laughs> but you did musical theater. Was that what oh, yeah. got you into acting? No, no. Well, my first thing that I ever did was that it was the Killer Kids in I think 2012. Oh wow. But. I was in musical theater for a while. Actually, the place where I did all the musical theater was the same acting class that I had started doing acting classes. In. Okay. And it was, I had taken classes there. I did the first, all of the first three shows. And I was Jan in Greece. Oh. I was Darbus in High School Musical. I was Jafar oh, and Iago in um, Aladdin. I think maybe was there another? Love High School Musical. Yeah. It's got my my best friend and I have a tradition of rewatching all three movies back to back. I mean, we still cry at the last one. It's hopeless because that's our childhood, and especially now we've both been through high school. We really relate to it a lot more. Let me go ahead and stop down, guys. Just one second. This is Conversations Radio, episode number one twenty six. Our guest is Emmy de Oliveira, and my co-host is the wonderful Isabella Blake Thomas. Is Emmy anything like Kate? Actually, yeah, I'm uh, quite a bit like Kate. I think a lot of Kate's flaws I can relate to? Definitely, yes. So there are a lot of things about Kate that I, I definitely relate to, like Kate really doesn't like asking for help, and I'm, wow. I'm notoriously pretty bad at that. Stubbornness. Yeah. Yeah. Stubborn. I'm, I'm pretty stubborn. But Kate is also very resourceful. Uh-huh. 
And again, that red bucket follows you everywhere. And by the way, you can buy those red buckets online. What, you can? Yeah. The Mysterious Benedict Society. Emmy plays Kate, one of four of the orphans that are helping Mr. Benedict on a secret mission based on a series, a book series as well. Uh, and you read, I understand you read half of the book. Yeah, I read half of the book. So, but it's, again, um, it's, I wanted to finish reading it, but I'm not really the best reader. No, I no, I totally get that. Maybe maybe books on tape, but again, you've kind of lived it now, so you you know, <laughs> so you kind of brought the character out. Um, how much of well, that I is? I also think with, it's interesting with books and that you don't necessarily have to read them as an actor to be able to play a character because sometimes it's easier to create the character almost in your own mind. And correct me if I'm wrong, Emmy, but I feel like that with books, often the character's obviously so well described and it's very descriptive that I feel like as an actor, sometimes it's easier to create that person in your head and give them flaws because often as well, people expect exactly what they read on paper. And sometimes if you try and go too much by those margins, I feel like it's quite restrictive as an actor. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think I can probably say that. Um... Yeah, I mean, I've only really played one character, like, from a book. I've only been, this is my only series that I've ever been in on, like, a... Well, you, uh, you had a recurring character on, on Flake. You were Avery. Yeah, but I was in, I think, two episodes. So okay. I was there for maybe a day or two. That's a pretty good. Uh, what was your reaction when you booked Mysterious Benedict Society? I, I always love hearing people's reaction stories. Well, honestly, when I think my first reaction was I was a little surprised. I, I thought it was strange that they had chosen me. Um, I wasn't like the most like excited. Like I wasn't like jumping up and down. I was like, well, I'm on a show. Cool. Um, I think. I th I'm I'm pretty short, so I think because when we did the um, the final the test for it, I the the other girl that was going for Kate was a lot taller than me, wow. so I had assumed that that they would go for her because Kate in the books is pretty tall. But I guess they they liked me. Wow. Well, I guess when you say you relate to the character and have similarities, maybe maybe that's why. Because I, I feel like, again, going back to characters from books, I mean, it's always helpful to have someone that has similarities to the characters. Because I think at the end of the day, then it shows through the reading, regardless of what the scene is, because then it's like an underlying thing as your character. Yeah. The um, So, so you're playing Kate uh, opposite uh, Tony Hill, and Tony Hill's an amazing amazing actor how much of how much how much of it is fun how much of it is like is like actual hard work i mean obviously it's, oh, it's um well it's sort of a mixture of both acting is acting is a lot of fun i love being on set and um and like getting to uh goof off with my friends and and like um and play the character but but at the same time it is a job so it, it is a little tough sometimes especially with um like lines and stuff. I uh, memorizing lines can be pretty difficult, and then having to get them across in, in a scene. So I think it's a it's a pretty good mix of both. Uh, Bella, memorizing uh, lines. What's the secret? 
Well, I think I've always been very lucky and I've been very blessed and I, I know how blessed I am with this, with a good memory. I think some of that comes from playing so many memory games as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, and like those games where you put the tiles facing down and you'd have them to match them. I mean, that was always a game I, I loved to play. I, love I think that's a big part of it. Um, I also think I've always been a very visual person. And so I, I find script memorizing is a lot easier for me than, for example, if someone read me a line and then I had to say it. So, for example, oh, yeah. if I'm reading a monologue and someone tries to tell me if I've missed something, it's easier for me to just look at the first word of it to know. But I think that comes from me just being a very visual learner. Um, then I think to me it also depends on the character, you know. I think if I don't relate to or feel anything for the character or the scenario that they're in, then I feel like it's a lot harder to memorize the words versus if I'm someone that is fully invested and really relates to what they're going through or has been in that situation, or even if just the writing makes really good sense, it's so much easier to memorize than, for example, like if I had to say an entire math equation. Oh, yeah. I, I don't do math, so I think memorizing things like that that just don't go into my head is a lot harder than just memorizing words for me. Yeah, I think that's actually I'm pretty really similar to to my my experience. I'm also very visual with how I, I learn and stuff. So sometimes if I was having trouble with a line, I would just picture what the script looked like, and then like that's exactly what I do. Like I read it in my head. Yeah, um, that's literally how I have to. And that's why people are always shocked at how quickly I learn stuff. But then I say it goes out of my head so quickly because I read it so many times that I can visualize it in my head. I can photograph it. And then once I move on to something else, those photographs are long gone and I will forget <laughs> immediately what I just had to learn. Yeah. Um, I, I think the easiest lines for me to get was is, is lines like um, where it's something that, like you said, like really makes sense. Because then, instead of like, I guess, saying the words that I memorize, I, I guess I go with the um, like, what I'm. I'm not really. I don't memorize the words. I memorize what the character is saying. I guess, and then it makes it makes it easier for yeah. me to get the words, if I'm um, if I've already started with like a, like I say this because it makes sense. Exactly. Sense? I think as well. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I totally understand that because I think it goes back to again. It's like good writing. It's one of the things I look at when I read scripts. Is do each does each character have their own voice within their dialogue? And and it's it's about. I mean, uh, my acting coach always says it's using my words to get across my point versus just saying the words and feeling the point. And I think it's really easy to sort of zone out and just say the words, especially in a long scene. But it's really like listening and keeping yourself checked in. And you're right, having good writing that is the character and thinking like the character makes it so much easier. And for, yeah. for, for the character of Kate, it's also a very physical role. So you're kind of multitasking. You're you're memorizing the lines, but also there's the choreography involved. Am I right? Oh yeah. You know. Blocking. I think blocking might be the thing that I struggled with the most. Really. When acting, because I could I could get the words down, and then they're like, all right, now say it and walk forward, or now say it and walk, and we have to get the timing right so the shot will look good, and then I would completely forget everything because all of a sudden now I have to visualize where I'm going, and then it's yeah. like. It, I understand that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for me, in I've done shoots before where they've been so quick that I've been learning like upwards of 10 pages a day. And in situations like that, I either like do jumping jacks while I'm memorizing so that I'm not used to standing in one spot, or I'll learn it as I'm blocking because then I can go, ah, 
I associate this line with standing here. I associate this line with standing here. Because if you learn them separately, I totally get that. It makes it so difficult to combine the two. Kind of a diversion. You have to retrain really your mind. You have to retrain your mind to, to do it. And I get that. And season one is in the can. It's airing. And you guys have been renewed for season two. When does that start? Oh, sorry. No, we've... Um, season one is has been out for okay. a while. Yeah. But now season two is airing. Oh, it is airing. Okay. I'm all, I'm confused. <laughs> or we, but, so we, ju- we just filmed season two, and then it'll be, it will be airing. Very cool. And again, uh, was it a little easier than... Did you guys shoot the seasons both at once? or was it... No, we, we shot the first season, like, uh-huh. 2020 okay. in Canada. And then, like, this past year and the beginning of this year, we filmed this season. Remember your, down here in California. Do you remember your first day on set? I remember my first day. Wow. Um, I was 14 years old. <laughs> um, I don't... I don't know. Um, I remember my first day on set this year. Okay. This season. But I don't remember that far back. Well, you've, you've got a wonderful cast there you're working with. And certainly oh, there's yeah. definitely some Everyone's great. Some chemistry there. Um, again, uh, probably lo- very long days and a lot of green screen, I'm thinking. Actually, um, we didn't use all that many green screens. A lot of the sets were built or we went on location for it. I, I definitely remember using them a few times. Like last season, we used them for stunts and stuff. Yeah. But it's mostly um, on location, which is crazy. Like in season one, spoilers for season one, <laughs> I'm sort of off the edge of a cliff at one point. They actually, yeah. I was actually on a cliff. Wow. I wasn't that high up. Oh, goodness. Four feet off the ground. <laughs> and you lived to tell. That's it was great. Crazy. It uh, was a cliff nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Um, do you do your own stunts then? I, well, I sort of do my own stunts. I have a stunt person for like, um, big stuff. I don't know if I had a. I think I did have a stunt double this season, but right, cool. last season I had a stunt double. I remember we got we brought her in quite a bit, but most of the time it was me doing the stunts. It's, uh... What's your favorite stunt that you've had to do? Well, okay. I now this is the very last episode of season one. I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> it was I think the last thing that I shot. And I, it, I think it was my favorite stunt because I had finally gotten used to the harness, which is very uncomfortable. But I saw the harness on your Instagram. I've yeah. been in one of those, so I completely understand. It's uncomfortable. The exact same one. That's so uncomfortable. But after almost six months of using it, at this point, I was I had gotten used to it. Right. And so I was just having fun, and it was awesome. It was um, Marta had to drop, or no, sorry, I had to drop, and Marta got like pulled up. Like and it was at the same time. It was it was really fun because they they took us high. We were in one of the studios. They took us really high up. And again, Marla. Awesome. How many how many takes did that take? And what was the rehearsal like for it? Oh jeez, I don't know. Um, probably took like four or five takes. Wow. And the yeah, um, these usually didn't take all that many takes. Um, and the rehearsal. I think it was just just practicing going up and down. Okay. Wow. Well, then they must have trusted you a lot. <laughs> well, she's professional. Well, well, we had been doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had already done a 
And again, I don't know. Again, Isabella, you've been to that rodeo as well because you did you did Secret Society. Oh, yeah. So and a lot of me hanging upside down by my ankle, which was an interesting. I think it clicked a lot. That was an interesting, interesting experience. I think, um, I think at the very beginning, this, this didn't end up getting used, but Seth had a stunt. He plays Sticky, where right. he's he's upside down, and it was like I think he gets lowered into a storm drain. Um, they ended up not using it. I think it was cut for time, but that was his stunt, and it was it was crazy. I saw and it, it was really cool. And again, Ryan Hurst plays Milligan. Uh, now uh-huh. he's like six foot five. Oh, he's yeah. a big he's guy. Tall. And and course, especially next to me, because I'm fine, oh, yeah. too. <laughs> and, uh, again, a, a great cast. Mystic in, Mystic in Show plays Rainey. Uh, Marta Kessler plays Constance Contraire. And, again, she's got a wonderful backstory as well. Uh, and uh, Seth Carr, again, George Sticky Washington. And, of course, our guest tonight, Emmy the Oliveira, plays the one. Oh, yeah. I have another question for you, Emmy. What is your favorite part about playing Kate? Favorite part, I think it's um, I don't know. It, it might be the stunts. I'm a really? big, I'm a big stunt fan. I nice. I do really like her character. It's really fun to play sort of such like an assured, like confident character. She doesn't really let anything like get in her way. She's super determined and stuff. And, and don't, I don't know. I I like that. It's um. Don't touch your bucket. As well. Yeah, don't touch your bucket. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's an amazing show, and again, those those episodes are, are airing now on Disney Plus. Um, obviously, the show is a success. Uh, you've done very well. All right, when you're out and about, are you getting noticed in public? Um, I don't know. I I've gotten recognized maybe three or four times. Nope. Um, but so I'm I, I'm not getting recognized all that much. I think the masks probably help, and and I don't look a lot like Kate. <laughs> Oh, okay. um, when I got you. I've got my hair's really short now, so that probably makes it even harder. Yeah, you kind of chopped it off there. That's great. The, oh um, yeah, right. Like I think. How it, many inches did you chop off? How many inches? Uh, well, it was down to my neck, and now oh, it's. Wow, that's a big. That's a big jump. On the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big jump. But I love it. It looks great. Thank and you. Speaking of getting yeah, noticed, I, I love it. it it's a lot, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot cooler. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like no, um, yeah. California heat in the summer. Uh, my favorite is I, a couple of years ago, actually more than a couple now, 2018 to be precise. I remember the day it was. I was actually, I was getting ready to go on a date, which was my very first date ever. And ah. I was all hot and sweaty because I was nervous. And I called my mom and I went, I'm going to chop off all my hair. And she just went, okay. And then I went, okay bye and then never did but it was that moment of like <laughs> it's just too hot and i don't want this on my head anymore so i completely understand mm-hmm. well i'm yeah. i'm 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 kind of I'm receding my receding hairline so again no chopping off but uh i'm, <laughs> I'm amazed at how fast hair grows you know yeah. so it's all going to grow back for you and i gotta i gotta oh, my hair grows pretty fast too yeah i want to i love your story by the way isabella because we are winding down here when you were recognized um, uh, for your role as Lily Rose. You want to tell that again? Because it's uh, so cute. Yeah, no, that is one of my favorite stories. I was about, I was probably like five. I'd probably just been doing the show because it had been released. And I was walking home where I used to live in London. And I think probably a four or five-year-old boy was with his mum. And I'll never forget this because I could feel he was looking at me. 
And I remember turning to my mum and going, why is he looking at me? And his mum came up to my mum and went, I'm so sorry to do this, but my son watches the Green Balloon Club and he just wanted to say hi because he loves your daughter. And I, I felt so cool because at age four, I felt I was a celebrity. I think I, think I peaked age four in celebrity at that moment. I, that's, it's awesome. And again, that show was huge. So again, you know, there are many shows like that in the States, but uh, no Green Balloon well, Club. Well, it makes me laugh because... I look back at old episodes now and if you look closely, you can see me very much being engaged by what the other kids were saying and, and nodding along. I was genuinely listening to everything they were saying. And I think it's probably what one of the reasons the director loved me for that. And she told me that years later, because we're still in contact was that I was just so genuine. I wasn't a four, I'd never done anything. I'd never acted, but I understood the concept because my mom used to run a, a theater company. And so I understood the concept of it, but I was just so, innocent and i was just myself you know and i i think that definitely helps and i've carried that through to to today's acting as well and you've worked with everybody <laughs> as well so it's kind of cool um we are winding down but i want to i want to ask emmy because again you're very very new in all this and certainly um the um mysterious benefit society is a fantastic start to kickstart your career <laughs> who do you want to work with uh, as far as actors or actresses who would be your dream co-star I don't know, man. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I don't know a lot of actors, believe oh. it or not. I mean, you think? Well, I know personally quite a few, but as far as celebrities go, I don't know. I I guess who would I want to work with? I couldn't tell you, but I know that hmm, I do like Winona Ryder. Oh, it'd be very fun. Maybe, oh, a, maybe a stranger's Winona thing. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. I like her. I, 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 I love Beetlejuice. I'd love to work with you, Emmy. So, uh, add add me to your list of people. Oh wait, I changed with. my answer. I changed my answer. I want to. I want to work with you. I love it. I love it. There we go. Well, we're gonna have Hendrix Yancey on um, in a couple of weeks. So she's on in Stranger Things four, and uh, there's gonna be a season five. And again, uh, another iconic show. Um, would you want to play a being a, a show like that, like a sci-fi kind of a feel? Mm, I do like sci-fi. Yeah, I love like fantasy, like magic and stuff. So, oh yes, that was my favorite part about Once Upon a Time. They gave me magical powers. I don't think anyone could be. They were they were so entertained by how excited I was on set. <laughs> like you're giving me green like lasers <laughs> out of my hands. This is the coolest thing ever. Wow. Hey, we're yeah. We're going to wind down here, but real quick, some fun facts uh, about Emmy that I kind of looked at. Google's amazing. You are not a fan of the beach. Actually, I think I think that was taken from maybe an older interview. Oh. I'm, I'm warming up to it. Okay. So the whole... I, I, I've never liked the sand. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I understand that. Yeah. Like, I would burn my feet or, or I'd get stuck to me, and I just didn't like it. But it's been a long time since I've been to the beach, so I'm actually hoping to maybe go one time this summer. I was gonna say I live right by the I will I used to live right by the beach. My mum still is, so we'll have to do a beach day and we will go. avoid the hot sand, I promise you, because <laughs> I hate that part. And if you go to Hawaii, the, the sand is like black, so it's like it's it's that's oh, really, yeah. really hot. And you really also awesome. you've done stand up comedy, I understand. Oh, oh yeah. That was jeez. Um yeah, I was a I was a stand up comedian. Did you write your own material? Uh, I did write my own material. Awesome. I had um, I was in a, a stand-up class for a while at that same acting studio place I had. Okay. I mentioned that um, that 
acting classes. So I was into that for, I don't know, maybe a year. And then I think I just stopped one day. But I, I still make jokes. I, I've always I've always relied on kind of um, humor and stuff. Do you want to do stand-up again? I don't know, man. No. It's a <laughs> lot of work. I mean, you got to commit. I know that. It's a lot of work. I am, I think... I think I'm a lot less of an extrovert than I used to be. So before I would, I would just stand on stage and I would be like, hey, I'm making a funny joke. But yeah. now I feel like I'd be, I'd be afraid a little bit. I might, I might one day. Yeah, I, do a lot, I do a lot of cruising, Isabella, as you know. We've done seven cruises so far this year, and it's amazing. And the cruise lines are coming back, and they do have onboard entertainment. But the first few cruises, the comedians were just absolutely not funny. They were awful. And um, the last cruise I went on, we had uh, a funny comedian. And before that, uh, Nathan Fan, who's the magic Asian man, magician, who's been on Penn and Teller and Masters of Illusion. Hilarious. So they're coming back around. And again, that's a good gig if you can get it. I'll tell you, you know, six months at a shot, you're just going from ship to ship performing. I mean, being a doing stand-up being a comedian is, is so hard. I mean, I have people have told me, they're like, oh, you should do comedy. I'm like, no, no, no. Being funny in real life is not being able to put together an hour and a half show for people. I can make jokes and I can yeah. find humor, but that comes from doing comedy like shows and like as an yeah. actor, not from actually writing my like. If someone wrote something for me, I could find the beats. It would be great, but I'm not saying it's off the top of the head that on the top of the dome. No, I gotta. I, I was like, it's so hard. I don't think people realize how hard it is because it's like, oh, they're just funny, and it's like, no, no, you got a lot of work put into it. Do yeah. you prefer like? Theater, film, TV, comedy. What's your favorite? TV, film, comedy, music. Let's see. I love doing musicals. I really did love being in front of a live audience. Being on film is really fun. Being on like t- uh, TV shows, but I feel like nothing really beats that. Like being in front of a crowd, sure. like getting that reaction, Knowing, like yeah. hearing it while you're working. Um, that was one of the things that I liked about stand-up comedy, and that was one of the things that I loved about musical theater. And I, I love music, too. I'm big into music. Well, you know so, what, Emmy? I, the world is your oyster. I mean, at this point, you, you've, you've developed some skills, and again, the show is fantastic. We're talking about the Mysterious Benedict Society, and that's on Disney+. Plus. Emmy plays Kate Weatherall. Kate is just an amazing character. And a very, very resourceful one as well. Check that show out. It is on Disney Plus as we speak. Season two about to air as well. Again, just uh, phenomenal. And I have one final question for Emmy, actually, before before you wrap up. Okay. But and my final question is, if you could be in any show, whether it be theater, movie, TV, anything, what would it be? Um, any show. I'm sure I've thought about this. <laughs> anything at all. Um, I don't know if I could name a specific example. Well, I love animation. Yeah. I don't think I'm a very good voice actor, um, but I I think I could definitely learn. Um, but I love animation. I think probably like the Owl House Amphibia. I'm sure I've talked about this before. I love those shows. Um, Amphibia has just ended. Owl House is just ended their second season is going to. The shorts for not shorts, sorry. The, uh, the third season, which is going to be a lot shorter. All right. But I guess maybe being an additional voice on one of those shows would be kind of fun. You know what's pretty pretty interesting? I think I I want to be an extra on something oh. because 
I like Ooh, I like I like that. I like watching shows, and I don't like watching shows with me in it very much. Oh, I, <laughs> I understand I, that. Now yeah. I I kind of resisted. I hold on just a second. I kind of resisted asking that question. So when you watch yourself on TV, and I know Bella, you got to take off in a second. You don't enjoy it. Well, I I like it sometimes. Okay. There's it's not like um, any time I'm on TV, I'm like I want to get out. Right. But I definitely nitpick my performance yeah. more than anyone else would because totally like, I'm understand. being there. Yeah. I can I can I see how I've improved. And so yeah. I, I'll like watch myself and I'll be like, oh, actually, I, I, I moved weird there. Or I'm not making so, eye I do contact. the same thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Especially when you're about improvement, how watching something old, you're like, man, I wish I knew then what I know now because it would be so much better. I mean, I look back at stuff that I auditioned for that friends of mine booked and I go, could I have done that? Yes, I could do it now, but I wasn't in a place where I could have done it then because I didn't have the experiences that I have now. And to me, I really believe in things happen for a reason. And I think, especially looking back at stuff I haven't booked or old things, I go, everything's happened for a reason to get me where I am now. And if I'd done those roles, I don't know if it would have been as good as when my friends did it. Yeah. Uh, back to what I was saying, what we both said about acting and how it's sort of tough to watch yourself on screen I do still think it's really cool. I think it's the, I think there's a little part of everyone that's like, look, I'm on TV. I guess it's the, it's it's really cool. It's like you're yeah. on the screen. Oh yeah. So I think I don't know. I think being in the background of something would be awesome. Like I was there and I can see me, and I don't have to watch myself act. Well, you know, again, the the analyzing thing that that's very typical. But I mean, the directors and producers. They make those decisions once you realize that, hey, hey, you did your job, they did their job. And again, um, it's totally normal to analyze uh, stuff. I mean, my God, I was I did extra work in a, a church for 12 hours on a sh movie called Fishes and Loaves. And I was a, a, in a congregation scene with Patrick Muldoon. And I nitpicked, I should have worn another shirt. <laughs> I just know. worked with Patrick. He's did so you really? Sweetheart. He's yeah. amazing. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's Real such a sweetheart. Guy. Very good. He's one of the good ones. Hey, we got to wind this up, and uh, I'm hoping that um, Emmy will come back on again sometime. Yeah, uh, we'll see. How can they follow you on Instagram and, and follow your, your travels and stuff? My Instagram account is just Emmy D. Oliveira. It's my full name. Yeah, just follow me there. That's where I post mostly. You can't mess that up. And again, IMDb yeah. just up there Go as well. Go follow them. Their page has lots of cool stunt photos. Just saying, I may have stalked it earlier. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah no, I it's, think it's, right it's, now we're kind of, right now it's like mostly pictures and things I'm doing now. Like, uh, I've been going to, much more than last year, um, like events and stuff, premieres okay. for things. Right. Um, doing more PR stuff, so. Kate Weatherall's got a definite following. And, uh, oh, yeah. and and the show is as well, so it's it's phenomenal. Again, folks, it's gonna be the mysterious Benedict Society that's on Disney Plus. Check out Emmy as Kate Weatherall. Emmy, actress, stunt person, comedian, musical theater, and so much more. We thank you for coming on tonight. Yeah, th thank you for having me. Thank you for chatting to us, Emmy. I, I loved picking your brain about the show, so thank you for answering all my questions. And of Bella, course. Bella, you're about to dodge out as well. How can they follow you? I am. Everywhere, <laughs> uh, and my name is pretty. Is my username is normally Isabella underscore B underscore T, but when in doubt, just search my full name Isabella Blake Thomas, and I'm sure I'll show up. Very very good. 
Um, Isabella, Blake Thomas, and our guest, Emmy the aloe vera. I thank you guys. Hey, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long. Mm-hmm.